Blog Talk Radio. Like, he went for a younger movie star who's now in every... I saw a trailer today. He's in Scorsese's next movie. At some point, Scorsese was going to do a movie about Teddy Roosevelt. Guess who was going to star? It's like he's... I mean, in in the same way Woody Allen is with Scarlett Johansson, which I kind of relate to more. (laughs) Like... I'm going to put her in every movie because I kind of <laughs> like spending 14 hours a day around this chick. Yeah, like, let me just put... She's a comic genius. please put on I mean, this brassiere? but, like... Yeah. Uh, poor Woody, dude. I mean, he's just a coat hanger at I don't this know. point. But, uh, I don't it. <laughs> he has. He has. Uh, but let's talk about... Okay, so... But I just want to talk about that scene where he busts in because it's so awkward. And yeah. I love Jerry... At that point, because he just has no his patience has completely run out, and yeah. he's just like sitting there looking at him, and just like just being like, "What do you?" He's giving him that look, like it's the look that's the that's like there to cut through all the bullshit. Like, dude, like you're fucking <laughs> around now, you know? Like, I know what you're doing, and like, fuck you, you know? Like, that's the look he's giving. It's great. No, exactly. Didn't you it's see like that? No more small talk like this is my hating right. you with my eyes right like this is this is over this is it like I don't want you around me like fuck you and anything I ever said to you like you're an idiot he's holding, he's, he's holding his putter the whole time like I, I may kill you with this yeah and and he's just like and then the poor like girl that he's you know brings up there she, you know, is trying to have a good time until this shit goes down, and then she's just like embarrassed and just trying to like apologize for, <laughs> but she's for you know the whole herself. thing. She's a little bit of a but weirdo, yeah, she, but I mean, I don't think. She... Go ahead. It is heartbreaking when she's like the man saying. I mean, it's just like, you know, she's just how how dumb is she to think this was actually going to happen. But now that it's, like, gotten ugly, she's like, you know, the, the fantasy's over. Like, let's just get the fuck right. out of here. Like, and he's like, no, I tell, explain to her that you're joking. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Don't don't let her believe this bullshit. She, now she's yeah. all upset. Like, hey, man. But that's what I'm like. At that point, is he just fucking with the guy at this point? Or does he is he in his own delusion? That's what's interesting about his character. It's like you kind of don't know. At that moment, you know? Yeah. But I don't you think... I mean, the scene is so devastating emotionally to watch um, that I feel like it wouldn't be if he were just psychotic. It's like you know he knows. You know everybody understands what's going on. But at the same time, I think he has this, like, eternal hope that he can just, by sheer will and just kind of... Yes. This just persistence, have somebody just flip and, like, take his... And that's what happens in the Don Quixote book in many ways. Like, he becomes... People start to treat him like the knight that he wants to be just because it's easier to deal with him. You know what I'm saying? And so then they kind of... It's like he's kind of hoping that maybe that'll, that'll just happen. Like, he'll just be such an annoying fuck with this thing that somebody will just start playing along with him maybe you know and and sometimes they do i mean you know that, but that's also what people who are like pathological liars i mean 
which he actually seems less evil than a pathological liar, but it, it's kind of like a related syndrome. They just don't give it up, and they just wear you out with like, oh my right. God, you're going to just pretend what happened didn't happen, and we're just going to like live in your fantasy world, and like I'm tired of talking to you about it, so I'm not even going to argue the right. point anymore. So hang out at my Hamptons house for the weekend. Yeah, just all right, fine. Uh, just show them up to their room, you know, and just yeah. like we'll let them let them hang here, and I'll leave, you know. <laughs> or <laughs> that might be something but, you would do, my friend. <laughs> indeed, it would, and I understand it completely for that reason. Like just this whole, it's just it's like the gall. It just sometimes will win out, uh, and he's hoping that it does. And of course, when it finally. You know, it's just like, all right, this is we're shutting this shit down. I'm going to call the police and this and that. Then he kind of turns and he's like, all right, you know, that's the way it's going to be. All right, well then I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to be like more successful than you. And like he starts getting that kind of angry talk, you know, uh, yeah. at the end. So he does sort of turn in a way. Like finally, he gets it, you know, through his head that this is just not, you know, cool. <laughs> But uh, it's it's an interesting turn. I mean, he he eventually does realize that this guy is rejecting him, or at least he acknowledges it. Well, I don't know that he does. I think it's just like, like you are being so rude that I now I see. I see. So he's just like, hey, you, like, we're on you the same me level, up in and you. Right, right, right. To execute you. <laughs> yes. And it's just, yeah, you're right. That whole thing where he's just like, I guess he does still hold on to this idea that they're on the same level and he's just like being an asshole. Uh, the Jerry also, character is and, just being... But don't you think the, the, girl, the girl in the movie is just like part of his fantasy? He never makes a real move towards her. She seems kind of like, I mean, I think the movie presents her this way, kind of trampy. Um, right. No offense meant <laughs> to tramps. Um, but like, but like, you know, he leaves her at her doorstep and just has no interest in like pursuing her in that way. And he, and he has a fantasy of marrying her, but there's like nothing, there's no, you know, sex vibe between them. Yeah. He doesn't have an interest in anyone. I mean, he's so kind of, you, you know, focused on getting this spot in the show and just convinced that, and it reminds me of a lot of, uh, like people, you know, because I'm in the music scene here, and like I just feel like people are like they they just think that they all they need is just to get on some show and perform their song, and like it'll be over. It, that's it, you know. They'll they'll make it, you know. And like so yeah. many people think that, and like they just yeah. think, oh, it's just because no one's seen me. And it's like, no, it's you just suck, you know. And like that's just. And the reason why no one's seen you is because no one wants to see you, you know. Like yeah. <laughs> Because no one's talking it's sad. about you. Because nobody's like, you know, the buzz isn't going. <laughs> There's no buzz, you know. I mean, it's just like, and the idea that, you know, if you just had the right audience, you know, people just are such believers in themselves. And I guess that's, a that's I mean, those are the people who go into show business. Some of them become, you know, trillionaires. Yeah. I mean, yeah. ninety-nine point nine nine percent don't, but like, you know, it's the. I mean, even Dustin Hoffman, I'm sure, in some ways, like that. Well, whatever. I mean, it just it, there's just an interesting kind of um, aspect to it. I mean, just when you, I feel like 
Scorsese really gets into it, and I think that it's a it's a good. That's why the movie's good because it just kind of it explores like I'm sure emotions that he went through and actors that were probably in the movie went through on their way up. Just like this this vast, you know, you're like, oh, I want to be an actor. It's just such an, a ridiculous pursuit. You know, if you want to be an yeah. entertainer, that's gonna, that's going to be your fucking goal. Like, so you're going to was- actually like forego other opportunities because this, because no, 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 I don't want, no, like I'm going to be, this is my route, this is where I'm going. And like, say you don't go there, you know, like what are you then, you know? And it's very, you know, it's very humbling in many ways to watch the movie because you're just like, wow, just, <laughs> I don't know. It just, and then people who make no, it, like, for example, and then people, I mean, in many ways too, what I find funny is discouraging about the whole movie was that, yeah, these are the these are the kind of people that make it. Like, people that do stupid shit like this, like, that I'm not willing to do, like, they'll get some kind of notoriety for a little while, whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, now that, but, now that we're 30 years on, like, we've seen, like, that guy, you know, that guy reached, uh, who wants to bear, marry a millionaire. Remember that comedian who sucked? Which one? Who wants to marry a millionaire? And it was this okay, guy who wasn't a millionaire. I mean, he was he was like basically the heir to Rupert Puffkin. He wasn't a millionaire. I mean, he had some money, I guess. And this chick like agreed to marry him, but of course she didn't marry him because he was like this total fraud. And the whole reason oh. he was doing it was to promote his stand-up, which was no better than Rupert Puffkin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was terrible. Yeah, it's like, it was just like, wow, this guy's a terrible comedian who somehow talked his way into a deal. Uh, and, of course, they didn't get married, so, like, it was a pointless show. Yeah, I mean, but you see you see so many... Um, I mean, I just think that a lot of what Rupert Pupkin represents is kind of like when you're... Okay, you're a guy who's trying to write stuff, you know, you're you're a writer. Right. And then you see like yeah, you see this like script get into this great, you know, this this huge movie which is which is a horrible script. And people like even will praise it and everything like that and you're just like, wow, like is the whole world is like skewed, like they they like bad shit, you know? And like that's what something discouraging also about you know with uh you know, pupkin and it's just like the fact that he gets any kind of reception at all you're like no you and i, and I think like, that, i think that part is very true to life that people are would just laugh at any you know these people come in from the midwest and go to right. jerry langford show and they don't know what to expect and it's like oh this is great because it's right they want to laugh it was like because if he was like lenny bruce or something if he had like subversive comedy like that, but his stuff was so obvious that they just knew where to laugh. Right, it had the exact. It, he he was basically telling them where to laugh, but you know, not that it would be funny, but like, hey, if you want to act like you're with it, laugh here, kind of type yeah. shit. Yeah, no, but his like, punchlines were so like, laugh here. Something yeah. I would urge you to check out, which is uh, De Niro at the Golden Globe delivers some kind of speech. And it's clearly written for him, and it has all these jokes. And it's like he's no better a comedian <laughs> than he was then. So it's, I mean, he's, 
So just he like basically. That. So you're saying that in this role that he was he was actually trying to be funny, maybe a little well, bit. Well, I think it was just like do your best because this is like just not what he does well. But I mean, I, I think see. he had some understanding. But when you see him do joke. actual jokes, which are better, I mean, because some pro has written them, he's still just like you know throwing a basketball at the basket. Like he doesn't really get the art. If I may. But he's good in uh, he's good in Meet the Parents. I mean, he does have some good timing in that movie, at least uh, at least in doing dialogue. Yeah. Maybe not stand up, but uh, so he has some terrible, and I think, terrible Saturday Night Live hosts, though. Which you would think, really? Like, and, yeah, terrible. I mean, you know, he he tries to go with it. He's like, he definitely gives it his all, but he's just like staring at the cue cards. He doesn't really have like. He's not Christopher Walken, who's awesome. No, exactly. Christopher Walken is awesome. <laughs> in, in Saturday Night Live, I think he's like the best guy they have, aside from maybe Tom Hanks. But um, no, I, I well, I I mean, I no disrespect to Tom Hanks, but, but yeah, but I think Christopher Walken. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're they're both they're both pretty good. No, but, but you're uh, right. Tom but, Hanks yeah. is really good. I don't mean to be an uh, or an short term memory boy, you know. Short-term awesome. memory boy. <laughs> There's food in my mouth. It. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> and and people don't realize that like that, I, I take it all back. I mean, they're, they're both that predated one. that predated Memento, by the way. So oh just, right, uh, let people know. So did the movie <laughs> Clean Slate, starring Dana Carvey, which is the exact same movie as Memento. If you ever care to, it sucks. But it's the same uh, premise, and he's writing all this shit down in notebooks. And, like, I mean, it, it really is, like, eerily close to momentum. I'm still trying and to get he, through he the novel. No short-term memory. Oh, interesting. I'm I'm still trying to get through the novelization of uh, Inner Space. It's, it's uh, <laughs> slow going. <laughs> but anyway. It's not uh, a movie that comes up much. <laughs> that was a good movie. That was a pretty good movie. Actually, it wasn't. It was a three act movie. It was good. It had it had its uh, ups and downs. It, there was a there was an intense spot during the hemoglobin thing. Uh, I don't remember <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, was like staring at your watch. Like, is this movie gonna end? Because I don't give a shit yeah. anymore. <laughs> like we're in his asshole now. Anyway, but um, it was just gross. Really, it was like it was like it, being John Malkovich, kind of the precursor to that movie. You know, it was like yeah, you're which right. I also don't, I also don't have any interest in watching. <laughs> I don't. I saw it in the, in the theater, uh, that prayer, uh, and I didn't care for it. I don't really like Charlie Kaufman. I will say it. God damn it! Though Eternal Sunshine <laughs> of the Spotless Mind is kind of interesting. Speaking of which, uh, isn't that a Jim Carrey movie? It is. Okay, speaking of which, Jim Carrey has been kicked, or at least they're not doing Dumb and Dumber. They're not doing you know? another sequel to it, yeah. I, I read that. Yeah, he he was set to do that movie, and now they're backing out of it. Um, I guess this is like a big blow to his dying career. So, I read, you think that I read he the made story a... you read. Yeah. What, what do you think? I'm... Do you think that his... Uh, He's done, or or what? What could you do for for? Could you write a vehicle for Jim Carrey at this point? <laughs> well, the thing is, the guy is extremely talented. It's it's 
It's the same thing for actresses, but it's much worse. But he's 51 now. Nobody cares what he's in. I mean, he, like, the generation of people who watch movies don't even exactly know who he is. He hasn't, like, Don't you think he should relevant. just go back to comedy? That's why the Dumb and Dumber thing was a good idea. Well, he should go back to that movie, which was the wonder of what was it? It was Paul Wonderstone or Burt Wonderstone, something Burt Wonderstone, mm-hmm. and the movie yeah, apparently sucked. Steve Carell, Steve Buscemi, um, and Jim Carrey. Yeah. But I read all the reviews, um, and everybody was like, "The movie is like." The quintessence of mediocrity, <laughs> like, <laughs> like not worth bothering with at all. But every single one of them was like, "Holy shit, Jim Carrey is amazing in this," and I'm gonna watch the movie because I'm sure they're right. But it doesn't matter. Like, people aren't really looking for comic genius. I mean, I don't know. Eddie Murphy is comic genius. I mean, he makes a lot of shitty, shitty movies, but like. That's not really well, he hasn't made a good movie since uh, Beverly Hills Cop, man. I mean, no, it, it's what, what is he? Bowfinger. Yeah, I mean, he... was good, I think. And he's I haven't, in that. I and that was after it. Steve Martin. Uh, you talk about it. He lost me with uh, The Golden Child. <laughs> he lost me with I'm that. I'm glad we're not in the same room, my friend. That would be <laughs> fighting words. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah so. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Well, no, okay. Movie. He's, he's 25. He's like, hey, you want $30 million to be in this shitty movie? Like, yeah, I guess so. Did you hear about. Uh, you know what's weird about these actors is that, like, it, when you actually sometimes get to know them, they actually turn out to be, like, annoying friends. You know, like, uh, I don't know if you heard about the story of, like, Mickey Rourke, like, hanging out with somebody and, like, they couldn't get Mickey Rourke to leave. Like their house, like, oh yeah, <laughs> and like he, they had to actually like, you know, when, he was like going out to get cigarettes, and they had to actually like just lock up and like pretend they weren't there because he just kept coming back to his house and like just hanging out and partying, you know, and just not leaving. <laughs> and it's just interesting to think of these big stars, you know, they're just kind of like these needle needy people, you know, like they're not always in the limelight, and sometimes they're just like really a can be annoying. <laughs> I, yeah, I imagine that's sort of more true than not, I, which I don't say. No, so you can imagine that about Jim Carrey. Like, I mean, I I would imagine him being a pretty damn annoying guy. Uh, He's to a hang weird out guy. With. I remember he might be different than you imagine because they did a sixty minutes on him, and I was like, oh, Jim Carrey's like quietly out of his mind, but like. He was sort of more laid back than you might imagine, but like he's he's weird, not surprisingly. Right. But Peter Sellers was weird, and they weren't even like particularly funny. Uh, I mean, they're comic geniuses, I think, but it, they're not the kind of people I'd like want to have dinner with. Well, I think it's an interesting project. It's just um, as a, as a writer to think about these aging actors and to basically just target them with scripts and say, like, okay, I have a good vehicle for you at this point in your career. The guy who wrote uh, was like, you know who's always desperate for material? Are actresses who are 40. So I'm going to write a script about an actor, you know, about a 40-year-old woman. And it was, it was like, so easy to sell. 
and yeah. it was this completely shrewd decision. And it's a really good movie. Yeah, if, I mean that's why they, those movies they, like uh, the movie like uh, with uh, Diane Lane. Uh, what was that movie? Um, Unfaithful. Unfaithful. Yeah, like those kind of movies are like always so huge because you get like a forty-something like hottie kind of milfy chick to get to have an affair. You know, people are gonna flock. And to there's that something thing. for and, everybody in in the yeah. disintegrating marriage. It's <laughs> like yeah. we're fifty. It's, it's all <laughs> over between us. Let's go watch this movie where everybody's like attractive, and that's the case. Well, yeah, and it just puts some murder in there. It's perfect, man. It's a great little yarn, and uh, I mean, just to think of things in that on that level. I'm just thinking too, like Robert De Niro seems to be really fishing for something at this point. Um, I just he keeps making these bomb after bomb. Um, maybe, maybe, what, could you? Would you think you could write something for him? What would you what would you put him in another mafia movie? <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, yeah. No, I mean that's pretty played, and I wouldn't make but, him a cop. The thing is, is it's it's played, but at the same time, because everybody's like basically trying to avoid it now because he's done it so much, he's making shitty movies. So why don't we just do it? You know, let's make a good fucking new, you know, mafia Hitman movie, movie or something. huh? There was, there was just a Hitman movie that I think was probably pretty good that I didn't see, but with Ray Liotta. Iceman? Winona Ryder. Yeah, exactly. Do you see it? Yeah, him? I saw it. It was great. Was it any good? Oh, well. Same guy, Michael, guy who played uh, General Zod uh, in yeah. uh, Man of Steel, which I saw. Yes. He didn't even I mention it. Well, like, I'm not hurt, but was it any good? Man of Steel, I loved it. I loved it. But see, the thing is, is that I... I understand what for what it was, you know. People wanted it to be this this really rich experience. I mean, it's just like it's Superman. Have you ever read a Superman comic? It's not like you're going to it's not Plato, you know. Yeah, but and and I just don't Go ahead. But it's, the movie is 3 hours long. Isn't it that and they also liken him to Jesus. I haven't seen the movie, so I'm just shouting <laughs> off. But they liken him to Jesus Christ in several points. God forbid. Um, I mean, there's well, no comparison I, at all. <laughs> but but well, I mean, is, fine. But that's not the one they're getting at. They're not being smart-ass like you or I might be. They're, like, actually saying there is a Jesus Christ who's the Messiah, and Superman is, like, his cousin. I mean, don't you think? I, again, well, I haven't seen the movie. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I think they're, they're, you know, you could look at it on a deeper level, and it's like, it's kind of exploring the concept of what a messiah would even look like at this point. I mean, it would have to be some guy that flew around and had superpowers, you know, like well, <laughs> problems we're dealing problems we're dealing with, you know, it's like a, a, just a regular like Gandhi like guy, you know, it's not going to help. So, you know, it's like, yeah, man, just uh, you know, like take a bath, all right, please, Mr. Messiah, you know. Uh, at least do that much. Thanks. Um, uh, but uh but no, but I'm just saying. Like I just found. I was reading a website when, recently, not to interrupt you. Well, to interrupt you, but I was reading this like <laughs> website thing, and it's like ten things you didn't know about Jesus, and like one of them was like he was ugly. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> thank you, internet, for telling me what Christ looked like, and that he was ugly. He was ugly. He was very ugly. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they. 
they always they point to some certain there are descriptions of him and they don't sound. No, they point. Too great. I mean, of course, they're like you know Ezekiel or or whatever. <laughs> Chapter four, <laughs> verse five. <laughs> God damn those colons! They're they're endless. But uh, <laughs> it's always just like some letters to somebody just got stuck in there, you know, just like the Hebrews. But anyway, um, <laughs> sorry to mock your religion, fellas. I, I am, no, I am like, a, I am a man I'm of the cloth. I should myself. mention. And, and, and no, but in reading those, I was slightly offended. I won't even say it's Christian, but just like, how are you going to sell your, you know, like how to make this movie seem deeper and bigger? Well, let's just like throw Jesus in there. It's like, bingo! <laughs> you know, like, but, I don't I feel mean, like... Okay. You know, I, I respect people's, you know, making fun of the movie. But I, the way I look at it is, it's Superman, okay, he's a kid's, it's a kid's superhero, Okay, it's a superhero yeah. that can do everything. It's it's like when you're the kid, you're like fuck Batman. You know, when you're a yeah. kid, you're like Batman is just a guy. I don't care about him. Like yeah. you you wanted you wanted to be Superman, you know. Yeah. Now when you're an adult, you're like I like Batman. I don't like Superman. You know, like so. Yeah. People are already biased against Superman as an adult as, because it's as just an adult, un- I favor Batman. As an adult, I don't give a shit. <laughs> As an adult, I'm forty. Fuck these superheroes. <laughs> yeah, as an adult, I have to go to work. Okay, so yeah. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> but but anyway, but there is this kind of feeling. I feel like everybody's sort of flipped from when they were kids to now. To now, it's like people are like fuck Superman. You know, there's nothing. He's not weak. He's too powerful. You know, everyone says that. And you know, I, so they have this. What? Mm-hmm. I just think Superman movie, 1 and 2 kind of closed the book, because I thought there was a, 2 especially. It was a really good movie. Well, interesting that you... they This movie is basically a remake of, of Superman 2. Uh, so, not to spoil it for you, but uh, not that you really care. God but damn uh, you. I'm just... <laughs> but basically it is. It's, it's an amalgam of... <laughs> it's an amalgam of one and two remade into one single movie and uh and I think done well. I mean, I think it's just kind of like a very like if you're a Superman fan and you want a Superman movie, you'll like this movie. I mean, I guess a lot of people even like that last Superman movie just cuz they wanted a super It's just like you just want like me, like these Hulk movies were not that good, but like I'm just happy that they exist, you know, like I so, remember- because I like the I remember when the first Hulk movie came out, which probably has like a 0.8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, <laughs> Actually, no, they're, they they get they hover in about the low 30s, I think, both of them. I, no, actually, I you like that movie. The newest, the newest one actually got above 60, I believe, but uh, but it might be above 50, but whatever. So so what are you saying about those? But you loved that first one. You came back and I you were like, it was really good. It was like the cartoon. Yeah. Because I, exactly. I like the cartoons. I like the fucking Super Friends. So you watch the Super Friends and you're like, well, somebody just made a live action Super Friends with all this action and battles and like this crazy visuals. And at the end, there was seriously like 30 minutes of just like 
smashing. And it's what's interesting <laughs> about the that movie is that there's what the there's Avengers? this. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about Superman. Is that remember okay. in Superman two where he's like, "Hey, let's fight near my fortress of solitude, so like all these people don't die when we fight." You know, like basically Superman like leads them there. You know, everyone thinks he retreated, but really they just follow oh, him to the with fortress. Oh, Zod and and yeah, Chick and the other guy. Right. Eventually, like they're fighting in the city, and then he just sees that. You know, people are going to die if we keep fighting here. So he goes into the Fortress of Solitude, and they fight there, okay, in the, on the North Pole, where it's, like, barely anyone there. Okay, so that's... And they, and that's they lose Superman. their power. Right. He, he, well, that's his scheme. He figures out that he has to get them there, and then he can turn on this machine that takes away their power, whatever. That's That was his plot. But also it was that he didn't want there to be all these people dying. And in this movie... <laughs> Like, he just has this big battle in the city, like in New York City, with these two, you know, the three super beings, like in the same way he did in in Superman 2, but it's like he's just smashing through buildings. I mean, millions of people die. And it's very, like, (laughs) reminiscent. It's very reminiscent of 9-11, like with people running in rubble and and just kind of disturbingly so. So it's it, and it goes on, it goes on and on and on and on for like seriously like thirty minutes of just straight up. And just when you think the shit's over, it's just like, oh, we're gonna do it more and more fighting, you know. It's just like so, I can understand people coming out of that movie just like feeling like they were just punched, especially in three D, of, of of just so much action. Yes, yes, of course. Well, that's a, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's a I was there on the. I took off of work and was there in the premiere. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, I, I'm, I'm but, glad you enjoyed it. Uh, the, but a I was woman just saying, like, I know saw it, and she described it exactly the same way you did. And she was like, it was like three acts. Like one was like lame backstory. Act two was like a touch of character. <laughs> and like three was fucking shit up. Right, and it was just carn you know, it's just crazy scenes of Superman in action doing some crazy stuff. So, you know, what do you expect, you know? It's like do you look at those old George Reeves shows like he's bending some bars and punching a few crooks and stopping some bullets. You look I mean, at those shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> right, right. I mean, I guess you have no interest in the general, but like, if you I, have I, any hey, interest... I watched, I like the Christopher Reeve one. And isn't it weird? They had such similar names, and they both wound up, fucked my life. Yes, and there's a curse. There is the Superman's curse. It'll be interesting to see, because you look at the guy who played Superman last, like, where's he been? Not done shit. Brandon Ruth. You know? I'm sure he's like grinding his teeth with rage. <laughs> well, they keep telling and, you how this guy's so Bosworth. much better. Oh, what? I'm sure. Kate Bosworth, who played Lois Lane, who was like this up and coming it girl until, you know, she just didn't pop in the popcorn barrel. I guess not. I mean, even that guy that played her, which was weird about that movie, was the guy that played her, like, did you ever end up going and seeing it? No. The Superman? No, the old Superman? I didn't. I didn't. No. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he, they, they picked him basically because he looked almost exactly like Christopher Reeve. And like, yes. He, he was still yeah. alive. He was still alive when that movie came out. And it was almost like 
I think hard. I think they probably would have made a movie had he died sooner. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just because I feel like everybody was just like they didn't want to just flaunt his in his face that you're not Superman anymore. You know, type <laughs> shit. I don't. To say the least. Yeah. I mean, something like that. You know. Uh, did I ever yeah, tell you? Did I ever tell you this? This is a good story, and I don't know how much time we have left. I was on a train in Connecticut. Let's. I don't know. This is prior to Christopher Reeve's unfortunate horse accident. Mm-hmm. I'm on a train in Connecticut on a Metro North, and these kids get on. I don't know where they get on, but like they're city kids. Need I say more? But they're like really. Le- I mean, they were they were fine. I mean, they were they weren't asked. I mean, they weren't menacing, but they were like really loud. Were you wearing, were you wearing your uh, Bernard Guest T-shirt? <laughs> Bernard Guest. And I had 38 in my yeah. <laughs> Bernard Guest is innocent. Free Bernard Guest. <laughs> And it was a North train, so it was going to Connecticut. It was fine. It was just like, you know, I wish these guys would just kind of shut the fuck up. But, like, that was that was it. But at some point, we got Christopher Reeve and his, I think his wife gets on. I think they're both locks to the world now, which is really sad. Um, and Christopher Reeve gets on, and he sits down, and these kids are, like, chattering. And they're like, yeah, yeah, And then, like, one of them notices him. And they're like, hey, like, that's Superman. And they shut the fuck up. And that's a pretty good story. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, like they uh-oh. Were, they, were, they were fine. Like, the rest of the train ride, like, they never spoke, like, above a whisper. And he noticed that they noticed him, but there was, like, no interaction. But it was like, oh, my God. Like, that people actually think he's yeah. Superman. Like, they're going to, like, quiet down because they don't want to, like, have heat vision <laughs> Hey, you never know, dude. He could crack your hand like like a mm. fucking chicken. But uh, but yeah, so he, uh, well, the, I've seen all of them. Yeah, I've seen every. Okay. I've seen everything. Which, which is the worst? Three or four? Is there five? Oh, okay, well, that's a toss-up, man. Three is the one with Richard <laughs> Pryor. I saw uh, that in the theater, and it sucks shit. It, it was terrible, and it was uh, apparently, uh, like, I think when he, I think somebody got to the set, and, like, they saw Christopher Reeve, and he just said to him, he's like, we just got to get through this shit and just be done with it. You know, like, he was just, like, he knew that it was, like, almost just, like, this weird, I just don't understand how it fell to that point. It was, like, Superman 2 was really good, and then, you know, they could have gotten a decent budget. I just think things just kind of... There wasn't the funding, or they tried to do it on the cheap, or what? I don't know. I mean, it was just this uh, bad movie, and then they just tried to do it again. And, like, that was Superman's idea to do... I mean, Superman, no. Christopher Reeve's idea to do... uh, (laughs) Four? (laughs) To do four about, like... And I remember someone told him, like, he was just like... Hey, uh, I'm gonna do this movie where Superman gets rid of every, all the nuclear weapons, and like they're like, don't do that. Like they they told him, they're just like, don't. That's that's not good. Like <laughs> I think four was like a Golden Globus production, which is like what you see on like Skinamax. Yeah, it's pretty. It like had, no one understood uh, the power of the franchise back then. Like, come on, we can like it had Hemingway's like make... niece in it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember her? 
Hemingway's I think what? she was in the third one. Hemingway's niece or something. Oh, She's yeah. An actress. No, no, no. His, not his niece. His granddaughter. His granddaughter. Man, that's right. Mariel Hemingway. Yes. Lovely. But uh, Margot Kidder, too. Like, they brought her back in, like, for four. And they even brought Gene Hackman back. Um, well, but, the guy likes so, money. But it was just... It was just not uh, not that good, but anyway, he was he was great. I thought G- G- uh, Gene Hackman. Absolutely yeah, absolutely. he was he was always um, great in comedy, and nobody put him in comedy enough. He was great in Get Shorty, which is a very good movie. Well, regardless, they're going to have a sequel for that. So, of but course. anyway, so the king of comedy. <laughs> after this long <laughs> tangent, we can close by saying let's let's just say whether or not you recommend that somebody. Watch the movie. I would absolutely uh, like, recommend somebody would watch the movie. Okay, but it's I a very cold it movie. And, but but the, the Scorsese, especially if you're a fan of Scorsese, like there's a lot of like brilliant moments. But yeah. it's just a cold it's, movie. It's a movie of like tough scenes, uh, one after the other. Yeah. And if it pays off in the end on some level because it's just it's just it's a neat little story. If you can just get through it, it's almost like you want to turn it off in the middle because you're just like this is just too much. Like this guy yeah. is just won't take no for an answer, and he's just so persistent, and and, and it's very uncomfortable. And so on that level, and when it goes you, from when it goes from pathetic to criminal, it's comforting. It's like oh okay, like. Right. There's no more pretense. Oh, and you know that this guy, this is the only way, like, this is a good plan for him, because this is the only way for him. Yeah. You know, and, and, you, and you know that. So I think on some level you're right, it is, there is some kind of comfort to it. It's also kind of, the way it's, the way it's done, you don't get the sense that Jerry even is that afraid, uh, which is interesting. No. Like, he, he doesn't seem to be, you know. Whereas, you you know, you never you hear about all kinds of crazy shit. Like this could be some serious shit. And like if shit doesn't Remember work out. Remember Letterman's stalker, who was just like Masha, basically, this woman who just like kept breaking into his house. Yeah, that's that's a whole aspect of being a celebrity that is really can get really fucked up. And, uh, and, and you never. She died at some, like, young age, and Letterman eulogized her on air. I was like, you know, this woman was really fucked up. I don't think he said fucked up. But it was like, she kind of realized her dream of having Dave, you know, think fondly of her for a moment. And, and, uh... (sighs) I, I can't. I don't even know what to say. Okay. That. I, I, okay. That that's that was a All bad right. idea for him to do that. Just no. Just because I just think that that just encourages you know people like that. Uh, so uh, I don't think he should have even mentioned her. But uh, but I have no. You know I've I've had my share of uh, people like that in no. my life. But uh, <laughs> no, your life has been perfect. That we're going. But uh, but so I mean I'm just saying like it's just um, it's a, it's just interesting the way it, the way it's portrayed in the movie this whole kidnapping it doesn't come off as terribly scary for any of the participants 
even though there's a gun. It's funny. That's like, like that's a very merciful series of scenes in the movie because like the movie has been so unpleasant up to that point, and then you might think this would be the most unpleasant part, but it's actually just that that's when it actually becomes comical, and and actually sort of funny. I think Sandra Bernhardt is hilarious in like that one. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned, I was sort of hard on her when we were watching the movie, like, because I didn't really know much of her, what she's done. I mean, I don't think I've watched any movie that... What other movies has she been in, even? I can't remember. You know, I don't know but, uh, that she's been in that many. Yeah, I mean, I guess she's mostly is a stand-up comedian. I mean, and she has a very kind of outlandish type of act, doesn't she? She's, she's quite weird, yeah. isn't she? She is, and so you think, and you think she, you like her act. Is that what you're saying? I, I, it's not so much I like her act. I think she's a genuinely funny person. Uh, right. And I think she. Well, she's very young in this. She's very young. She does a great job. I mean, she's very convincing as an as as a crazy fan, and there's no there's no like bad. There's really nobody who's acts badly in this movie. I mean, it's just... De Niro, I think, is great. When we were watching the movie, I think it's really cool. I mean, she's 20 years old, and she's with, like, Jerry Lewis and Robert De Niro, and she just tells her own. She, like... I mean, she sort of steals scenes. And I just... And and I read in the Times an interview with her uh, where she was talking about, like, you know what? What a pompous asshole Jerry Lewis was, but how it kind of worked, you know, for her audition. Yeah. Yeah. And one uh, one, one last factoid, my friend, and this is a defining one: is uh, Scorsese at the end of it said, "You know, I really kind of wish I never made this movie." And why is that? Because it, because it was money. just like such a it was no no just that it was like a bad experience to make and it didn't make any money and it, like there's something like ugly about the movie I mean I'm sort of inferring but it, it so he's just like oh, oh, all aspects of it just didn't displease like, it wasn't him worth it. like it, it wasn't a hit and it right. powered my relationship with De Niro and like nobody really liked it did it. Um, Sour's relationship with De Niro? Yeah, because he ended up making Casino and Goodfellas and stuff. No, but, so. but he said it was six years, which, again, doesn't seem like long at all. But it's like he didn't work with him until Goodfellas. And then he made Casino. And, the last and then thing that was he it. Worked... Well, then, no, they did Casino. Um, but Kate Deer was I between that... Goodfellas and Casino. But yeah, I just think that... Um... His, uh, I, I mean, I'm just trying to think of if he did anything past Casino with Scorsese, and I can't think of anything. But um, I don't think so. But anyway, so it's it's a uh, it's interesting. Just uh, their relationship. I'd be interested to figure out if there is some kind of schism between those two, um, <clears throat> because you know Tarantino put De Niro in that Jackie Brown. I thought he was good in that. Um, not very good part. between them? Do you know? He was schism. No, there was. No, okay. there, no there was no schism. Uh, so, uh, he's another one, though, that's like, looked like Tarantino's using uh, Leonardo DiCaprio himself. So. Oh, yeah. 
I thought, Getting a lot I of thought work. Leonardo DiCaprio was Leo and uh, Sam Jackson and the Austrian guy were the best things about Django. Django, yeah. Good movie. Fun movie. Yeah, it was. Um, but anyway... Uh, so what we're talking about here, so the, the, I would, yeah, I would recommend people see it. Just get through it. You know, it's 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 one of those movies where like you, there are certain scenes that are just so like intense that I think it works. And it's also kind of a comedy too, and it's kind of funny. I mean, there's like funny aspects to it. I really think that for the performance of Jerry Lewis is like, it's riveting. I think I mean, it's just, you can't take your eyes off it. It's just yeah. not. Entirely pleasant. Yeah, and I think his uh, his performances just stand out. I I wonder. I kind of interested now in checking out more stuff that Jerry Lewis has done. But as far as I know, he's not has he done anything kind of on this level. I don't know if you, you remember Burke, who we used to live with, who's our roommate. Yeah. He basically wrote like a PhD about Jerry Lewis. I mean, there. I mean. Apparently, he's like a total fucking genius. The movie you should see, what is it, The Absent-Minded Professor, where he's like, total, total dork, and then he figures out some drink that makes him into the coolest guy. And he becomes a cool guy. Yeah. Like, that seems like a movie you would really like. And he he does become like this absolutely cool buddy love. 